Hello and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney and we're sharing episode 25 with you today. That's a quarter of a hundred. It is. That's quite, that was quick maths. How long were you practising that one? It was. Yeah, I rehearsed that a few <laughs> times. <laughs> you were waiting two weeks to say that, haven't you? Yes, literally though. That is that is a lot. It is a of lot. Of our voices, to be honest. Oh gosh, I wonder how many hours that is. Jeez. Oh, I mean after the Cruella episode, if you've listened to that long bumper episode. I think is that the longest one we've done though? There are longer ones. Yeah, I think we have done longer. I feel like the one division one potentially and Falcon Falcon, Sol- Falcon Soldier. Soldier. That was an interesting <laughs> Falcon Soldier. So it's a ship name. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one was longer. Yeah, there, and there was another one we did a few. I think the Soul one was a bumper one. Oh yeah, because that, that was like a therapy session. You're welcome. We, it was free. we do like we do like uh, a bumper session. We, we do, do like to talk. Apparently. Yeah. Um, so, you haven't noticed that yet. You're about to yes. out. <laughs> well, exactly. If you're new here, then a very magical welcome to you. And welcome to the fun, as we've just discussed. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, never here mentioned it comes. This, before, so this might be a surprise. <laughs> um, we would really appreciate any reviews. Um, it really does only take a couple of seconds. So just click on the stars um, and just let us know you know how we're doing but also you can have input on what happens with the episodes yeah. maybe you've been dying for us to do an episode on something that we haven't even touched on yet so it will help you and us true and uh, we can see you <laughs> <laughs> we see you listening we know you're there <laughs> it's true <laughs> so yeah that'll be fab um, but today's episode, moving on from our, from our <laughs> please reviewers, today's episode is all about Luca, the latest Disney Pixar release on Disney+. Plus. So this episode will definitely contain spoilers, mm-hmm. but please, as we always say, if you haven't watched yet and you want to go in completely spoiler-free, completely like fresh vision, probably best to turn off now. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to listen to one of our 24 other episodes. Ooh. We have so many on offer now. <laughs> Plenty of content. Keep me going. <laughs> um, but this one is obviously available on um, Disney Plus for free. Um, and it's been out now for about two weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. So um, we've, we've, we have been patient. We never like to do it instantly. We like to give people time. Um, but if you do want to go in fully kind of um, new to the film pause now mm-hmm. and then we, you can come back i don't think it's not a major like i don't think spoilers would ruin this film for you because no it's not really like a marvel film or a um, like cruella with the big twists really yeah. um but it just might kind of spoil the vibes as you go through. yeah um, but if you're not bothered feel free to kind of stay uh and learn more about the film and um, as we discuss the film's plot the background and um, our standout moments of the film our thoughts on the film's characters themes uh, and then of course we'll give it our individual ratings out of 10 as well please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas so that moves us nicely on to Disney fun fact number one. So in his sea creature form, Luca has an impressive 3,436 scales on his body, all individually animated by Pixar. Wow, that's amazing. Crazy. That is amazing. Like, yeah. the attention to detail, as always with Pixar. Yeah, and the thing is, you can when you, when you watch it, you can see, mm. you know, like as each one individually retracts into his yeah. skin. You can tell that they've all been done individually. Um, yeah. Amazing. Like, but that's it's so beautiful. many. But quite a small I know. Boy. <laughs> it's quite a lot. I know, yeah. But it is beautiful. It is yeah, stunning. It is. Yeah. It is. So that moves us nicely into segment number one, where we're introducing Luca with the plot, the background, and the reviews. So, for some background for the film first. So it's um, Pixar's 24th animated feature. Um, 
and it was released on the 18th of June on Disney Plus for free. So just like Soul at Christmas, it was released to um, current subscribers completely for free, free of charge, not part of the Premier Access program. Uh, it's directed by Enrico Casarosa. Lovely. Thank you, thank you. I do, I do love Italy, so I'm excited <laughs> to get my Italian out, um, as limited as it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's set on the Italian Riviera in Puerto Rosa. Look at me go. I'm basically Italian, um, which is, it's, I think it's a fictional town, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. The idea is that it's set on the Italian Riviera as if it were a place um, in yeah. that location. Um, so the plot. <laughs> Good lord. Um, so, um, the film opens, we're kind of we're underwater, we're living our best lives underwater. Um, well, actually, we open with a fishing boat, but that's not like really well, yeah. right now, is it, you know? Um, like, it's a nice point, but... Um, so, basically, the premise of the film is, is this little... I was going to say little boy, but actually, it's this little sea creature called Luca, um, who lives with his mom, his dad, his granddad, I think, and then his grandma... Yeah, his grandma. Yeah. Is his grandma yeah. dead? Or is he there? No, I think it's just his grandma, his mum and dad, I, I think. Yes. Yeah. There's lots of people lurking around the ocean, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um, and he basically, like, he's... Um, we, we discover that people on the surface are scared of sea monsters um, and people underneath, so the sea creatures underneath the ocean are obviously scared of the human monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lucas living his best life. He's going around, like, you know looking after the fish and then one day he finds it's it's got like little mermaid vibes hasn't it it has and he finds like human objects yeah and then from that he then meets um alberto who is um another sea creature but basically who lives on the land as well and because as we find out these sea creatures can morph into humans when they hit land but luca isn't supposed to go up there his mum's not a fan she's not it is forbidden. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but we see that, you know, like his mom doesn't pay as much attention. It's more about his chores, and his dad doesn't really seem to care a lot. No. Um, and his grandma is just a bit disinterested in life, isn't she? Really? I love her, to be fair. She's, yeah, she's so chill. <laughs> um, and basically, the film is all about the friendship that forms between Luca and Alberto, and basically how Alberto helps Luca to kind of come out of his shell or his scales mm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and embrace life and try new challenges because he's the kind of person that's always been so. Um, careful the whole way through mm. his life so alberto teaches luca to take take risks go and like push himself and basically his parents found out that he's been going to the shore and he shouldn't be so he decides to run away on the shore yep. with alberto great plan <laughs> and they really want a vespa that's their big thing is they want to mm. own a vespa so then, yep. then they meet uh, is it J- juliet or juliet i couldn't work out when i was well working. i think her full name is juliet but they call right, her juliet because okay. she yeah she's I known as juliet when i was watching it um, <laughs> I was like, what, what is your name? <laughs> um, and they, they meet Julia, who is um, who lives in in this this little town, um, and they basically join forces with her to win this competition, this bike riding competition, um, with pastry and swimming involved as well. Yeah. Um, the Puerto Rosso Cup to basically win all this money so they can buy a Vespa. That is their mm. goal. That's their dream. Um, things don't go quite to plan throughout the film at points. No. Uh, because obviously if they get wet, if you've seen H2O, just have water. <laughs> Similar vibes. <laughs> yes. Where if they get wet, the scales appear. Um, and they basically become best friends with Julia, but then there's all these trials of like their friendship at some point, mm. and then Luca wants to do more like, exploring the, like of knowledge, and Alberto wants to like go and explore the world instead. Um, mm-hmm. So it's all about like friendship and like and family and finding who you really are and being brave. 
Um, because you know as we move through the film we then start to see more of like how um, the villagers are really scared of sea creatures and there's Mm. one point where like Luca turns on Alberto um, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit um, where you know when he's he's revealed to be a sea creature and Luca isn't and Luca is like sea monster oh Oh. I I audibly gasped that Um, moment Mm. but yeah it's got got, like themes of bullying in it themes like yeah you know, don't judge a book by its cover. It's got a lot of the kind of like classic love yourself themes. Yes. And um, yes. so it's only an hour and a half as well. So it's mm. quite a short film compared nice to length. the ones that have been brought out by Disney and Pixar. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice length. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so there you go. Excellent. Excellent. Um, we didn't want to go too much into the ending because I think that's going to inform our character discussion later. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's the that's the premise, and then in the midst of all of that, his parents then come to the to the show and start looking for him, um, and he just wants to explore the world beyond his little corner of the ocean. Yes. So yeah, I think it's like I get a lot of like Little Mermaid vibes, Moana vibes. Like, mm. Yeah, there's a lot of like lots of other films have um, influenced this one. I think. Yeah, I agree. So yes. with that, we'll move on to Rosie for the reception, the scores, and reviews. Yes. So the scores for this film. Um, so on IMDb, it's given it's been given a seven point six, and it's had forty thousand reviews, which is quite substantial in, in two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah, and that's a pretty good score actually. Um, it is, yeah, especially for one that isn't like like it was anticipated because we knew it was coming out, but it wasn't like for one that hasn't had a cinematic release. Yeah, maybe hasn't had as much marketing around mm. as other films at the minute. Because yeah, these release has been such so concentrated at the moment. With so many things, it hasn't maybe had as much marketing. Yeah. Focus on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's had a lot of stuff, but because our attention's kind of been diverted a lot, hasn't it? At the minute, between yeah, it's been split. So there was less trailers, around. definitely, for this one, which is nice. I kind of prefer that. I like yeah. kind of not know. Like sometimes you get too much in trailers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's quite a fair score. Actually, I, I don't know what my score's gonna be yet, but yeah, I, agree. I think that score, doesn't think. seem bad like when, no. you know usually we have our discrepancies yes that's the word discrepancies um but that seems fair yeah, and then ross and tomatoes a critic is given at 90 percent, mm. which is very high yeah um so that's that's quite that is really high actually yeah um yeah and i think again it's from like a decent amount of reviews not like two people yeah like, which is bizarre really because it's so high compared to is. other films well exactly i mean i'm not over it I mean, I can see a few things that critics would enjoy. Yeah. And also Pixar just has, like, that standard um, vibe anyway yeah. that critics love. So maybe. True. But then also the audience weren't even that different. Like, they gave no. it 88%. So, fair. I don't see how it's a film you could not like, though. That's the thing. It's not exactly controversial, is it? No, so... it's not. And it, it's not, like, if you look at something like Soul, for example, mm. how, like, deep and meaningful and, like, yeah. psychological that gets. Yeah. It, it's not like that, is it? It's a much lighter film. It yeah. still deals with, with important themes. Yeah. But it's much lighter in its tone and its approach. Yeah, it's just very easygoing. Like you don't have to concentrate too much on it no. as well. Like with previous things we've discussed. Oh, yeah. You have to you have you have your head in the game. It's a um, nice, easy watch, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So yeah, I can see why there's not too much kind of indifference. Mm-hmm. And then um on Metacritics, uh, they've given it 71%. So again, that's quite in line with the IMDB one, a little bit less, yeah. a bit lower than the others. They're all quite aligned though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're all kind of like 70% plus like mark. Yeah. So so yeah, that seems fair. I think. Um, um, I'm okay with that, Alexa. Yeah. Although, looking at the reviews, 
those scores seem quite high. No, not really, which is interesting Mm. because the reviews are from uh, Rotten Tomatoes, some of them. Um, So, yeah, interesting. But I'll start with the critics, as usual. Um, So, Wendy Eyed, who's from The Observer, uh, she said, while Luca might lack some of the dizzying inventiveness that marks out top-tier Pixar, it's packed to the gills with charm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because it's not, like, mind-blowing plot or anything like that. But it is charming. Like it's, it's like it's, I, I would describe it as like a delightful film to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that seems fair. Um, because obviously it's not on the same level as you know Inside Out. So with the, the amount of things that happen and like. No, and I, th- I guess because it's not. But yes, sea creatures obviously do exist. But yes. <laughs> or do yeah. they? Who knows? Well, as far as we're aware. Mm. But because most of the action still takes place in the human world, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's like. It's a little bit different to maybe something like, um, I'm trying to think, like Toy Story or like mm-hmm. um, Finding Nemo, for example, where it's like a whole world that we don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. It would have been nice if it was maybe seeing a bit more of the underwater world. Oh, yeah, world. definitely. Um, so maybe that's why, maybe that's why, like, it didn't feel as, like, wow, Pixar, yeah. because it it's quite like a, it's, it's a normal yeah. town with people in, which is, and it's less, like you're saying, it's less those, like, emotions being personified or like anything kind of abstract you've had a lot of abstract from Pixar yeah um, that's true so maybe that's why yeah I agree um and then Wenley Ma from news.com Australia Ooh. um oh branching out we're going into ooh, very international I know. <laughs> she said that Luca is a winning movie on many levels and works best as a vibrant story about the pure joys of childhood adventure and imagination yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's board. definitely what that is definitely like that's like what it's all not all about but like that is definitely the vibes yeah that you get from that that's film. how it should be enjoyed when you look at it from that perspective yeah like. yeah oh it's great and then philip disemlian from mm-hmm. time out definitely your name isn't it philip sorry <laughs> um he said what luca most conspicuously lacks is pixar's penchant for throwing up a big tent for all ages there's less for grown-ups in the studio's youngest skewing effort since the cars franchise um, um i do kind of get that though i think it is yeah like younger ones um because it's not it's, it's not got as many like double levels to it mm, um, yeah and it hasn't got a lot of things that i think like adults would pick up on and kids wouldn't yeah i agree it's kind of like all on yeah. the same level everyone kind of understands what's going on and it's really. not a bad thing no i just think it separates it like it, it does feel quite distinct from yeah previous pixar yeah it's just more simplistic but not yeah. in a bad way no. not simplistic in terms of the good dinosaur where there's nothing oh, going on oh, it's simplistic where it's just nice it's a nice enjoyable story yeah and your mind isn't all over the place yeah which is nice escapism very true so yeah um and then richard lawson from vanity fair he said the film is lovely and funny but it operates on a more minor key than some of pixar's true classics well, yeah, mm. but it, I don't think they were necessarily trying to make this on the yeah, same level like as something like, yeah. no, like with Toy Story. Like, I think Pixar are just so good at churning out, like, um, experiences and stories. Because yeah. yeah. the director, um, yes. who, yeah, yeah, I've forgotten his name. Enrico. 
thank you he like is based he based it on like his childhood yeah. and he had a friend called Alberto well it, it's based on him isn't it but he's yeah. like I can't name it Enrico <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't do that so yeah it's based, you're right yeah. it's based on his experience so it's a very like human story yeah which is what Pixar do so I think like um it might be slightly less like wow factor but it's also the same kind of emotional level yeah. As, oh yeah it retains the emotions Pixar. definitely yeah definitely so yeah um and then moving on to actual audience numbers um so an imdb user said that whilst it lacks the emotional weight of the best of pixar's output and it's pacing meanders a little luca is still a great pixar movie that's funny heartwarming and gorgeous with a really good message yeah i don't think the pacing is off at all no i don't i was gonna say that i thought it was paced really well yeah like i felt like it flowed Mm -hmm. nicely i wasn't bored at any point no no so i can't agree with the pacing no because that's something that does bug me if a film is the pacing is off as we have talked about with fantasia oh yes exactly (sighs) me that's that's pacing me that is pacing you need to watch that one and then come back (laughs) and i I do think i'd agree with the emotional side of it either because i do think it's very emotional yeah it's just definitely people are coming to expect like too much like yeah you don't have to be like completely unique and revolutionary for it to be mm. emotional it didn't need yeah. to be like that i thought like particularly like the like i said the bit when alberto was a sea creature and luca mm. wasn't i audibly gassed on my own yeah. at 24 like <laughs> yeah that was and shocking the end on the train oh i, I cried I actually, of course I, I knew you I've, would <laughs> i've watched it twice now both times i've sobbed at that scene so it's just so selfless from someone so young exactly so it's definitely emotional yeah um, and it is definitely heartwarming. So yeah. heartwarming. Like, it made me feel so good after watching that film. So I agree with that. Um, but the pacing's fine. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not <good. laughs> <laughs> And then another IMDb user said that Luca proves that you shouldn't be scared of who you are, to be proud of yourself, and also heavily focuses on the value of friendship and sacrifices, which is a common theme for Pixar movies. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. They are themes we see a lot. We yes. saw that in Onward. We see it in all of them. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and definitely does prove that you shouldn't be scared to be who you are. Very definitely. Very very That's true. a huge overarching theme yeah. to probably discuss. Um, however, um, <laughs> This one really got me. So another IMDb user said, after having serious disappointments with Onward and Soul. Oh, that's sorry. not a good start, is it? Sorry. I was afraid that Pixar had lost its charm. But I became Yeah, exactly. <sighs> um, but I became glad that Luca is up to the expected standards of quality and storytelling for Pixar. What? I'm confused. Because um, I'm not saying Luca isn't. I'm just how onward and soul disappointments they just weren't um i don't know I, I, I can't um if no. you want to hear what we thought about onward and yeah. um so we do have episodes on it so feel free to head back to hear what we think on that because we don't agree <laughs> no no definitely go and listen to those there are some good episodes our picks episodes are very good episodes they are to be fair very deep. Um, it's like free therapy. So if you ever feel like you is. chat to someone, they're the episodes to listen to. <laughs> and then lastly, another IMDb user said, there's nothing outright bad about Luca, but at this point, Pixar are just doing the same stuff I've seen over and over again from them, and it just kind of makes this movie a bit forgettable for me. No. No. No, no. 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 It's not forgettable. No. It's, you can't forget those 
those moments like you say we keep going back to it and we'll discuss it in more detail but when Alberto reveals himself oh. and Luca's like sea monster help and I'm like you <laughs> although even though Alberto was wrong to do what he did yes of course of course so annoying yeah but at the same time yeah it's just it's, there's so many emotions and it's just like there's so many messages and so many yeah. like you've got like, like divorced parents in there you've got mm. like it's just it's great it's great and the animation is like top quality, top oh. notch Pixar, incredible. Like the, the sea monsters. Oh, I love I, how they went to so different happy. things. <laughs> I, no, I, I was going to bring that up later on, but yes. <laughs> the fettuccine, oh, the, uh, the, the pasta del pesto. Oh, oh my, looks- I was watching it like that looks like an actual dinner. Like Did it made you? me so hungry. Yep, same, same. And like the world just looks so real. real. Like, I know we said that with Soul, but like it looked the water. And like the hills, you know, yeah. like when they're on the land yeah. before they go into the, the town. Oh wow! And even wow. when they're in the town, and you know, like when they're going up, like up the streets, like yeah. towards the top of the hill, and then they're like passing all these little people on like on their chairs and in like, cafes yeah. and all like the cobblestones. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were definitely sorry. moments no. where I had to like remind myself it wasn't a real yeah. thing. <laughs> so yeah, not forgettable. Um, yeah, to know, to know from me. <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So that brings us nicely on to fun fact number two. So Porto Rosso can be seen as an advertisement on a travel agency window in Pixar's previous film, Soul. I love that. Of course. It's not what they do. They always put like a hint to the next film. In the yeah. Film, yeah. But you're, you obviously never see it. No, you wouldn't know. You would you never know. What it was going to be. No. You wouldn't know. And it's just so great. Then you can go back and watch it and you'll see it next yeah, time. Exactly. We had, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I must go and check. <laughs> Easter eggs are the best. Yeah, they, they they and there's quite out. a few in this one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that brings on to segment number two, where we're going to discuss the characters. Um, so we'll discuss like the two main characters and then we'll like, discuss Ooh. any additional characters that we see fit mm. for discussion mm-hmm. um so as the film is literally called luca it makes sense to start with luca <laughs> um, <Yeah>. so <laughs> were you a luca fan rosie i i think i was i think oh dear this is not no, the start. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no i was i was i i i was a fan i think because of that moment where he betrays Alberto, even though Alberto has definitely betrayed Luca. I mean, he did Luca. start it. Luca. Luca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. So, okay, what do I think about Luca? Um, he's. I love his curiosity. Mm-hmm. I love how curious he is about everything, and that is how it's very similar to Little Mermaid. Like when he's in, yeah. in the sea and he finds all these like land objects or thingamabobs, as Ariel would say. <laughs> um, then I love that because he, he's so curious, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's longing for more than the life he leads. Yeah. Like he tries to, <laughs> he tries to like talk to the fish that he's oh. like basically shepherding. He's, he's like, "Do you need anything from me, guys?" And obviously they don't say anything back. I thought that was so cute <laughs> when he was like, they were all eating and he was like, can I get you anything? Can I help? Yeah. So cute. So cute. <gasps> so cute. And then he just kind of sits down. And he's like, kind of sighs like, oh, like this Adorable. is my day. This is my life. <laughs> um, so We've all been there. <laughs> we have. We definitely have. So you can tell like from the off that he's desperate for something more in life, but he's not tried to get anything himself yet. Like he's mm-hmm. not pushed himself. He's not gone to the surface because he's seen yeah. boats. 
because that's the whole thing like boats are a threat so he has to like hide the the fish in the little cave every time a boat comes um so like he knows obviously there's a world up there and his parents like they they won't allow him they don't even discuss it really it gets shut down if he brings it up so you can just tell from the beginning that he's not happy with where he is he wants more but he doesn't know what and he isn't going to approach it himself. He needs he needs a push. He needs a little edge, doesn't he? he needs a little yes, nudge. he does. Enter Alberto. <laughs> we'll discuss him in a minute. <laughs> um, but I love him because I think he's very inquisitive as well. Yeah. And he's very excitable. Like, he's got such passion yeah. for things. Because when he finds his objects, like, he's so excited for them. And then, obviously, when he goes to Alberto's... What, what do you even call it? Um, tower. Tower, yes. His tower he sees all of these objects that Alberto has like gathered over the years yeah and he's and he sees the Vespa he's just so like excited about so in awe isn't it yeah and he's already like looked around the room he's like you've got all the parts to make this why don't we make it and it's like his mind he definitely comes across to me that he has a very overactive mind very like overactive um imagination as well because a lot of his character we, we see him daydreaming constantly constantly daydreaming yeah. um and to me that shows that he is a daydreamer and he's dreaming for something more than he's already got but it also shows that he just has like an awe for life as well like yeah. so I, I love that um but it is definitely very over overactive at points his imagination and I'm like yeah this this is a bit much <laughs> um and then later on like when he when they're friends with Julia and she shows him like the books and like basically tells him that the the stars are stars and not anchovies, anchovies. <laughs> as Alberto says and it's not a big fish it's the sun mm-hmm. and like when he finds out all this new information he's just so excited to learn yeah. can't yeah. can't like, he doesn't want to stop it's only because Alberto comes and like ruins their like yeah uh time together um that he he has to stop like he could just keep going so and he's so interested in like Julia's school as well yeah um so I do love like his kind of vibes of like how interested he is in things and how passionate he is and how mm-hmm. curious he is as a person but he's also very he's definitely very introverted as well um definitely and he is nervous as well which we see because Alberto is like confident and Luca is like scared constantly yeah all the time um so he's definitely got that side to him um and also he can be quite selfish yeah which when I saw that side to him I was like where where has this come from yeah because up until that point I thought he seemed a good friend he seemed nice for the most part I thought but then at that moment where he betrays Alberto, oh, I just, I, I couldn't get over that. I'm still not over it. I know, I know. Um, It was just like heartbreaking, like it's heart wrenching. Like I was sat there like, how could you do that to your friends? Yeah. So I, I have kind of like mixed feelings about him because obviously at the end, he does. He does redeem himself. Redeem himself. Fair. He does. Um, and again, it's that passion, isn't it? Like he's passionate to try and um, win the competition for Alberto. So yeah. like he does put everything into everything he does, which yeah. I love as well. Um, but yeah, there are moments where he's selfish, which was unexpected. 
True, but um, I guess he's about six. Well, I think they're like 14. <laughs> I think 14? Yeah, he's 13 and Alberto's 14. What? Apparently. Yeah. But I, I think that seems quite old. I think they felt younger than that. They felt like about like between like 8 and 10. Yeah, that, that seems more. Because they didn't feel like they were teenagers yet. No. They were not mature enough. No. Not that teenagers are really mature, but you know. No, true. Um, so yeah, like it is obviously understandable from the perspective that he's not an adult. But still, it was like, it was... You know, like when you're younger and that sort of thing happens and a friend betrays you, it does it, it does cut deep. You, doesn't it? It yeah. does. It does. So yeah. What are your thoughts on Luca? I, I feel I'm like quite, I think I'm quite similar to be fair, but yeah. I think I'm more like instantly positive. I, I thought mm-hmm. he was amazing. I thought like I loved how it, like you say, he put everything into everything that he did. Mm. So even when he was like he clearly wasn't a fan of like herding these fish. Yeah. But he was gonna do it right. It was when he was like, it was when um, Giuseppe the fish kept. Getting, oh, I love like, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't do it, don't do it, Giuseppe. I thought he was so funny and just so yeah. like he could have literally been like, okay, Giuseppe, suit yourself. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I hate, I hate this job. Leave me alone. Yeah. But yeah, even when they got to like, and he's like protecting the fish, and he's like, like um, making them cower, like when there's like people overhead. And then when they get to like the, the grazing area, when, I love that when he was jumping around going, can I get you anything? Are you doing okay? I Is know. Fine? Like the best host in the world. I know. Um, And I, I think like he's he's so encouraging that when he meets Alberto and he's like, I mean, that oh. walking scene was so funny. Oh, that was um, hilarious. Oh, that was hilarious. But um, you know, when they go up and he's like, he's so in awe of Alberto. Mm. And I think that's so lovely, like, it's such a lovely like friendship relationship where it's yeah. that idea of like when you when you have really good friends, mm-hmm. they should inspire you to follow your own dreams as well. Um, it shouldn't just be like about them. And that's really cute. Is that like yeah, they definitely have that mutual inspiration going on. It falls in the middle. It falls up in the yes. middle. Yes. Um, but like generally, mm. especially at the beginning, they're both very much like pushing each other to be better. Yeah. Um, I feel like it, it when you watch it, it feels more like Alberto is doing all of that. But actually, when you when, when you say when he like Luca's been there five seconds, and he's like. You can make a Vespa now, and he's like, "Yeah, oh my god, I can." Um, and do you know what else I love? Like how accepting that I mean, it's more of them as a pair. But when Luca kept being like, "Okay, just five minutes," oh, and then yeah. it was like thirty minutes later. I love that. <laughs> and then he was having like, "I need to go now." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> he was like, "I know you're not gonna leave." Yeah, <laughs> it was so cute. Um, yeah, and yeah, I love like how and he was always so polite to everybody. Mm. Like, he, was, like, he was so protective of his friends as well. Like he didn't want them to be in trouble and like. I mean, and I also loved him in like Julia's relationship. That was so cute. Yeah. Like, and yeah, he was. And it, I think I was. I see like quite a lot of my other friends, like who I've had mm. in the past, like, in him, and kind of seeing people like come out of their shell a bit more and kind of like become brave and stuff. And like, that was really cute. But you yeah. are right. You can be quite selfish. Like even yeah. The fact that like when like I mean to be fair, his mum was going to send him to the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean. So you know. Yeah. You can well. understand. <laughs> but like, even when his parents were there. Like, he didn't really have any thought as to how they were feeling, like, when he was mm. gone and they couldn't find him. It was a bit like, come on, hon. Like, yeah. your parents like, might think you're dead, you know? Like, and he was going to run away on a Vespa and never see them ever again. Yeah. It's a very kid thing to do, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, it because... is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is what I mean. Like, it doesn't feel like they're, like, teenagers. It does feel, mm. like, much younger. Um, and, yeah, I guess you could hear it. Like, you know, the whole Alberto thing, like, yes, he was wrong. But mm. I just think he went into this panic mode because he was, like, 
he'd just been revealed that Alberta was a sea creature. He thought he was about to, his whole world has actually gone from like amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, what's going on in five seconds? Yeah. And then he had to make like a split decision choice. And I think his brain was just so panicked that he was just like, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And obviously the the easiest thing was to not show who he was because he was so scared about losing his life he'd made. Not right, but I think the fact that we see later on that he is willing to like show who, like who he really is. Yeah. To save his friend. Um, Uh And ultimately like, yes, it's, it's for the race, but that part when he leaves the rain is to get Alberto out of the net, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, that's the same him. Yeah. So, you know, he redeems himself. I think he realises he does. You know, he does. important. Some things are more important than what other people think of you. Yeah. I think that's the... And I think that also comes from the fact that he doesn't really seem to have, like, a lot of, like, friends under the sea. Mm. <laughs> Don't pun intended. <laughs> um, like, when he talks to people, you know, in that opening scene, which I love, when he'd, like, go past people's houses and say hi. Oh, so yeah. Like, I love that. I um, love that. But there was no one else his age, was there really? No. So we don't get the sense that he's had any like close friendships until outside of his family. So it's probably this whole new area for him as well of yeah. like, where do your loyalties lie? Like mm-hmm. and let's not forget that his mum has instilled in him since like forever. Protect yourself, like they'll hit yeah. you, they'll kill you, blah 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 blah. So I guess for him from an instinct point of view, it's like protect myself, protect myself. It's what yeah. he's been taught because he's never had like that level of friendship before and it and a friendship's never been tested before. He's That's never had true, it tested, yeah. so he's like, Oh, what do I do? Um so I think I had more sympathy with him in, in that sense. Because when I first saw it, I was like, How could you do mm. that, you evil child? But then I think <laughs> when you actually think about it and think about the fact that it's like a first for him. Yeah. And he's so scared that they're literally going to kill him. Mm. <laughs> um, it's a bit more understandable. A little bit more understandable. He is also a very nervous person as well. So yeah. It's that it whole, is like, fight or fight response yeah. as well. Yeah. Where, like, he's... The whole way through the film, he's battling between, like, fight or flight. Um, yeah. And in that moment, he's like, fly, fly, fly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think when... It'd be different if he didn't redeem himself properly. To yeah, him. definitely. Um yeah, but I do. I'm I'm a big Luca fan, and I love like how enthusiastic he is. How he'll try everything. He'll be scared of it, but he'll try. It. Yeah, he gives it a go. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. And even the fact that like you know like, he goes out of his way to go and see Alberto later on, like in yeah, and, like that's nice. He's he's very like interested in other people as well, Aww. which I think is nice. Like he's not. He, although he can be selfish in moments, he's not self-centered. Like no. he is very about other people, like and helping other people as well as himself. And yeah. Um, even, and even there are moments because even when he's talking to Alberto about like going to school, he's like, "I'd like to go to school," and Alberto's like, "Nope, we're not doing it." And he's like, oh, "Yeah, okay." Until <laughs> um, <laughs> so he eventually is like, but even then later on, you know, when he he decides that he's not going to go to school because you know, like he has to leave Alberto behind and see Alberto mm. do this for him. So mm. even that, he doesn't turn around and say, "Forget all of you, I'm going to school." Yeah, and that's it. I'm doing what I want. Yeah, he doesn't completely abandon anyone else's feelings, mm-hmm. um, and that's a very noble way to be. Yes, and also I've just thought about the scene, you know, where um, Alberto's showing Luca the Vespa, like when it's tucked away in the shop. Um, After Luca's just seen all these, like, books and really interested with Julia. And uh, Ercole, is that his name? Ercole Mm. and his two henchmen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shows up. And Alberto automatically wants to, like, pick a fight. Yeah. But Luca, he takes more of a kind of low-key approach where he's like trying to not cause any issues and just kind of he's like we, we should leave because he doesn't want Alberto to get hurt yeah. as well yeah he's trying to protect them um and also he, he doesn't his automatic response to something isn't to fight someone no. whereas Alberto which we'll discuss in a minute obviously he's 
he has had moments in his life which would make him quite um insecure about things as He's well very impulsive isn't he yeah exactly um so yeah that that's within his character to do that mm. whereas luca he doesn't automatically think i'm gonna fight this guy because he's annoyed me yeah um but again alberto's doing it out of protection as well so they do protect each other yeah they do i think they are actually very similar in a lot of ways as well yeah they like, are they are in their motives and their dedication to each other is is definitely mm. on the same level yeah. throughout because they both have moments where they betray each other so yeah uh, they're just they're both as bad as each other in that respect but again like you said they are just kids so you know when you're a kid yeah and obviously we'll talk in a second about Alberto but they yeah they learn that he's a similar wavelength and the fact that he's like on his own quite a yeah. bit so like again adapting to a friendship adapting to putting somebody else in the equation is new to him yeah um and then obviously once he gets used to that and then obviously like Julia comes along and then he struggles with that as well mm-hmm. so it's all about that you know the um what's been looking for like trying to understand and like, explore and and ride the waves of friendship yeah because uh, friendship isn't easy like, long dedicated friendships aren't yeah. easy you have to learn to understand the other person um, mm-hmm. and i think they, they both have their moments of trying to <laughs> trying to understand that um but yeah no i was i was a luca fan i did i, I liked him i thought he was just so like i loved his commitment but sometimes mm-hmm. i just like just maybe, just maybe think about the impact of your actions yeah I feel like, yeah i don't think he's not thinking about the people Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't think about the potential impact of what he does. Yeah, which is again fair because that's the same. Like when you're younger, yeah, you you true. you can be quite not self-centered, but like um, inward-looking with things. That's a teenage thing, isn't it? It is. Think, yeah, like, you're like, oh, why can't I do this? <laughs> yeah, and that's how you learn and you realize, yeah, like what you know, how you need to be and um, how you need yeah. to be around people and your friends. Consideration for others goes a long way. Exactly. So yeah, I, I did really like Luca as well. Um, so I don't You're know. You're not a fan of people betraying their friends, are you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I did, honestly did love, like I loved him as a character. I think his also, his um, Sea Monster animation was my favourite. Oh, like his I love look, the colours. The colours. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, like the colour of my hair when it was blue. <laughs> it was so, it's just so beautiful, like in the water. Oh, it's amazing. So it's, I, I don't like, it's not that I don't like him, because I do. I really like him. Um, but I don't feel as passionate about him as I have with like other characters yeah. in other films. I think that's what it is. So yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously the other critical character is Alberto. So what do you mm. think of him? He's very. He's more complicated to me. I don't know. Yeah. Initially, initially I thought he was quite bossy. <laughs> um, he was obviously very confident, quite expressive as well. I felt. Yeah. Um, but again, he was enthusiastic to explore and to adventure but that as we find out is probably because his dad yeah. left him to fend for himself him. literally and so obviously he's been on his own all this time so he's just yeah. desperate to have someone else around yeah. and um you know have a friend yeah. um so his kind of like enthusiasm is different to luca's i think as luca it's like it's all new like yeah. with like exploring like the uh land but with alberto i think it's like i've never had um a friend like this before i haven't had this much like human interaction before and he's this is why he's so protective over their friendship because yeah. he, he doesn't want him to leave him or yeah. abandon him because obviously he's had that with his dad yeah um so that's completely fair that he feels like that um and i think the thing is even though he's kind of got this like confident um like show that he puts on 
you can tell gradually you can tell that he is quite insecure because yeah. he gets very jealous mm-hmm. of Luca and Julia's friendship and um that kind of makes you obviously you don't 100% know what's happened with the dad but mm-hmm. that makes you at that point but that makes you think okay something's happened like because he, he's clearly been mistreated in like a friendship or yeah. something like that so yeah he kind of like pretends everything's fine um because obviously it, he doesn't reveal that like until really close mm-hmm. to the end um so yeah I, I I do really like him actually I think he is quite brave as well yeah. um and he definitely like he encourages Luca so much like he really pushes him out of his comfort zone yeah um which is great because obviously there's some selfishness there in terms of not bad selfishness but in terms of I've got this friend now I like I really just want to like have adventures with this friend because now I've got someone but it's also like he's helping Luca um become a different person a, a more outgoing person and showing him what the world's like uh yeah above from the sea so yeah I I think he is a really really good character I think they both are like I don't really I feel like quite similar about both of them to yeah, be honest yeah, yeah. like I wouldn't say like I prefer one to the other because I really think they're quite similar but obviously with Alberto like he does get quite obsessive yeah. over the whole Vespa thing um which again kids you get obsessed over things like that well yeah <laughs> and if you've not had a friend uh, or anyone forget a friend mm-hmm. like no one um you're going to be protective over what you've got because you don't want to lose it if you've lost something you're going to be scared about losing something again and also with that sort of thing you're going to assume that he's going to leave you because yeah after that's happened to you you don't really know any different and that's what you expect to happen so obviously he's going to try everything he can to make sure that doesn't happen to him so I definitely felt sorry for him um however that doesn't mean he doesn't have his flaws uh because uh, he he does I wouldn't say like nasty but he does he he got annoying because when he was getting jealous of Julia and Luca's friendship because uh, he was going off fishing, wasn't he? With Julia's yeah, dad. he was strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was when Luca and Julia like had their time together. And progressively, you could just see him get more and more jealous. And I was, I was just getting annoyed at that because I was like, you could have more than one friend. Well, <laughs> like, it wasn't like they were excluding him. No, was no. Like, was, he could be involved in it. Yeah. He was just getting annoyed that someone else was there. Exactly. And like Luca was trying to show him the book and like say about the stars and all that kind of stuff, but. Alberto wasn't having any of it because no. it was it wasn't part of their their like best friends. No, it wasn't circle. part of their world, was it? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't just focused on them. Um so and then also the scene where he basically forces Luca to ride down the hill when he gets on the bike with oh. him. That is obviously that comes first before the reveal of the uh, the sea monster thing. So much pressure. That was bad. Like yeah. there's pushing your friend. Um, and then literally pushing your friend literally down a cliff off on a it. bike. <laughs> like, that could that, kill them. I was like, no, no. Like, because that was when you saw his jealousy had gone too far. Yeah. And that's where I was like, oh, no, you've gone too far. You need to stop. Um, but then, I mean, then Luca also betrays him shortly after this. When... I mean, true. But it is like... There is more to the story than that, Rosie. Well, you yeah. missed the crucial part. <laughs> well, the fact that I was like, they, they, they flew off the cliff, didn't they? Yeah, into the And then water. obviously Julia comes down and is like, oh my God, I thought you were dead. Blah, 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 oh, yeah. Because yeah. obviously by that point, they're dry and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. 
And then it's the fact that you literally see in Alberto's eyes, he like looks at them and he's like, I'm going to ruin this. Yeah. Like, yeah. it takes a minute to be like, well, you know, would they accept sea creatures? Would they accept mm. someone that isn't human? And then it's the, what annoys me about that is that you see it in his eyes. Yeah. You see him look at Luca and it's like, I'm going to do this. Knowing full yeah. well how much it's going to hurt Luca. Yeah. Does it anyway. And I think that's, Again, like it's not considered the impact of your action on somebody else because it's not just about him revealing himself. Yeah, it's about the fact that like that's going to tip his world upside down as well, and that wasn't Luca's choice. And it's also like it's actually got like malicious intent to it yeah. as well because like he he's done that intentionally. Yeah. Like that wasn't an whereas exactly like Luca was reacting yeah. to something he didn't know that Alberto was going to do. Yeah, he didn't so have he was... to cope with that, but no. like so it's it's, it's still not okay. Like, he's just a no. friend, but. It's that more instinctive, immediate reaction, whereas yeah. it felt like that was like a calculated decision. Yeah, and I think that was building for a while, like because yeah. you could just every time he was getting jealous, you could tell that something was going to snap yeah. at some point. Um, so that 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 whole scene, because it all happens very quickly, I know. like very all of that happens, and that is where you're kind of there, like, okay, this guy has gone too far um like how how is the friendship going to recover after yeah I was, I was like there's no going back now Alberto don't you know what you've done like it's no back. like you've ruined your vesper dream now um and you're just gonna be on your own again that was what I was thinking yeah was like, this is how the problem is he was so desperate to keep his friendship with Luca and keep it exclusive that he ended up pushing him away yeah because he was being so protective about it yeah which does happen um, because you, you get really, really obsessive and protective over things. And then you don't realize sometimes that your effects are going to actually push them away rather yeah. than keep them. Um, so, yeah, I think the jealousy just wasn't a good look throughout the whole thing on him. Like it wasn't good. And he at times he felt like he was the worst friend of the two of them. Yeah. But even though Lucas wasn't like a malicious thing, I still felt like that was quite bad. Like I was sat there, like you're you're his friend, and yeah. you are also a sea monster. Like, and I know it was a reaction, but I was like, still, I, I don't know. It it just felt really, really gut wrenching when he didn't also like go and run after him. I don't know what he would have done to make it better. Yeah, true. But I just it didn't sit well. <laughs> Neither of them did. No, obviously, but um. Yeah, but then of course, I think the most important part of Alberta's character, um, maybe you, you can discuss this because okay. I've, I've discussed a lot. <laughs> discuss it. So we can discuss this because it's a very important part. I feel like the ending. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I think that redeems any of Alberto's like problems throughout. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I think how selfless he is there. And how he thinks of other people. Yeah. Like, not only just Luca, but the mm-hmm. fact that he stays with, like, Junior's dad is that like, he needs me. I like, know. Oh. That. Um, and it's like, he gets a dad. Honestly. But it's also, like, it's just such a nice, like, relationship with, is he called Massimo? Massimo? Something like that. His dad, the dad. Mm. It's just so nice that, like, so a cute. void has been filled. I know. Like, for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, I th- and the fact that, like, Alberto does it like behind the scenes and so subtly and has yeah. everyone else involved in it and stuff. Yeah. And also the fact I love the fact that Luca assumes Alberto's coming. I, I think know. That's, like it was heartbreaking. Yeah. But it was so lovely because he in like in his mind he's still like, Well we're, we're a pair. Like that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that that and it shows a level of maturity that we haven't seen particularly from Alberto yet. Yeah. Um, 
definitely section. so yeah i mean that was just the, that ending when he was wow. running after the train oh i was so emotional it was so emotional it oh. really was it was so, just the gesture it I was know. i know and how because he didn't need to do it that's the thing no. like, it was so selfless yeah, um, and the fact that he sold the Vespa to do it. I know. Oh, so many levels, so many levels for that moment that just yeah, I know made it so emotional. Oh, yeah, dear. and the fact that his mom let him go as well, I was well impressed. I know. I was surprised. She's mm-hmm. a very overprotective mom. I know. Um, so yeah, I think that end scene just kind of it redeems them both as well. Obviously, more Alberto. Um, because we needed something from him. Yeah. Because <laughs> Luffy did the whole like save Alberto from the net situation. Yeah. So we needed something else. Um True, but I suppose as well, like I love that, but you know when he, when he's in the net and Alberto mm-hmm. sees Luca go to move him and he goes, No, 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 stay there, stay there. Yeah, I love like, that. I well. love that and because we see there that he again, it's that like lack of self preservation. Yeah. And putting your friend first. I feel like they both learn like in the last like section that it's all well and good when you're like, you know, um, your opinions are aligned and your mm. dreams are aligned. And like, you know, it happens quite a lot to people, you know, when they leave like sex form or they leave uni. Yeah, yeah. And you're so used to having like, the same goals, the same routine, the same, the same pattern. And as soon as something interrupts that, yeah, your friendship is tested. And then it's yeah. how you choose to to work with that. Um, and I think they both kind of have those challenges towards the end and then kind of resolve it in different ways. So I think mm-hmm. that's the big reveal is the train section. But I also think like right the way throughout that end bit when he comes and he like brings the umbrella for him. I know. And then he's like, stay there, like don't move. Like it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. Knowing full well that if obviously if he comes out, then Luke is going to be revealed as well. Yeah. Um, so he'd rather be captured than like yeah. suffer. So yeah. That is sweet when he protects Luke like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. They are very good friends. They are. They, they are. are. As every friendship, it has its bumps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, like in terms of like Alberto, for me, I think you're right. I think I, I liked him, of course. Yeah. But I think yeah, in the middle, you do start to get a little bit like annoyed by him because it's yeah, like, he is trying to like dominate. And obviously, by that mm-hmm. point, we don't, don't know about his dad, so I was like, no. he's really annoying me now. Exactly, no sympathy factor at that point. No, I was just like, I get it, you know, but like, it's not, they're not being mean to you, they're not excluding you, like, you can be involved, it's just that, and it feels like by that point, he's then kind of pressuring his dream onto Luke at that point. Yeah, that it bit, does. It's been like their joint thing, but now Luke has kind of started to change his mind a little bit and learn more, and you know when when, when Luke was like, oh, they're not anchovies, they're stars, like, no, it's not. And yeah. Like, he's so stubborn and set in his ways at times that it can be a bit frustrating to watch because it's yeah. like, especially when you put next to Luke and he's ready to like learn anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's quite a stark contrast. Um, yeah. So I think he's definitely kind of harder to like at points, I think, than Luke. Yeah. Luke is so open to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he ha- he is so brave and he's so like defensive of like his friends and protecting yeah. And that determination that he has, and he, even like when like Luke's trying like like learn how to ride the bike, yeah, he's, like, pushing him on and pushing him like he's he's so supportive. So I he think is. they're both great characters and they're both so supportive. Yeah. And I just think like they have their wobbles, but a character would be born if it didn't have a wobble. Yeah, so. well, exactly. I mean, that's what makes us human. Yeah. Like it would be questionable if they were just purely good children the whole time because that's yeah. not that's just not how life is. Like we all have um, arguments with people we make mistakes um misjudgments and that's just life and it happens yeah. but it's how you deal with it and learn from it that kind of you know affects Very the, 
the light of the world, you know, which is what we see in this film um, with the sacrifices they make for each other. So, yeah, it's very wholesome. It is. It is. And I think what's nice is it is more on like a child level. Yeah. And the fact that like it's so important for kids to learn that because I mean, yeah. like, how many kids, like every, I had it, my, my, my brother and sister have had it, like every child has that phase in school where they go through friendship mm-hmm. problems. And it can feel like the end of the world. And I think it's something that I definitely don't learn as I grew up as well, is that just because you maybe have like one fallout or maybe because like, you know, something goes wrong, it doesn't mean that it's over forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sometimes you have to kind of like learn and accept that other people have got things going on as well. Yeah. Um, and as we obviously been learning the fact that Alberto has mm-hmm. these problems with like detachment issues with like his dad and stuff, it makes so much sense because he's so excited to have someone who wants to spend time with yeah. him, who wants to make a future with him, like with his mm-hmm. friend that he just grips onto that and won't let go. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, like, that that in itself is very, um, it's very admirable. Yeah. Because he kind of pushes through it. And he also doesn't, doesn't, like, use it as an excuse for anything. No, no. He could easily have done that from the beginning. Yeah, but he doesn't. Um, and I think then that makes so much more sense when you actually, like, watch... Um, when you actually like watch him like with with um, Julia, it's that panic of like, oh my god, like I'm gonna be alone again. Yeah, and that's the panic. Yeah, and I think that's completely understandable. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really see how that justifies the whole, you know, like I'm gonna reveal myself as a sea monster, but you know, <laughs> mm, I think <laughs> I it's just that he's anymore. he's so like desperate. I think it's like that kind of desperation where he'll do anything to keep his friendship with Luca or like to make sure that Luke is his best friend. And I feel like somehow he thought doing that would help the situation. Yeah. Obviously it backfired massively um, and did the opposite of what he wanted. But I think like when you're that desperate, you're not thinking straight and you just do a really impulsive uh, action. And that's, I think that's what that was. Um, so yeah. 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 Yeah, I think you're right. The one big problem I do have with him is the fact that it is that manipulative like- Yeah um malicious moment because yeah. that that is mean like yeah it's it's really mean it's not just like let's just you know like be in a grunt with you like it's no. actually mean mm-hmm. um so i was sad when that happened because like alberto you're better than this like exactly come on but again i suppose like if he's been hurt before by his dad of all people yeah. then you know like he's gonna say maybe maybe his dad was like mean <laughs> clearly well, he yeah yeah. So whether he just kind of like you know results to that I don't know but I, I think it was a shame that, yeah. that it was more like even if it had been like an accident it would for me it would have been better if say like they'd been arguing and mm. then maybe like Alberta would have like maybe pushed or fell yeah or something yeah. But, like, more he'd, natural he'd still caused it because yeah. of his, his attitude but it was an accident instead yeah you could still blame him for it because like he should yeah. have been that way but it's like he literally goes and like glares him down and then stands yeah. in the water and i'm like oh alberto no mm-hmm. um but yeah i think their friendship is so admirable and i love i love how they encourage each other yeah me too me yeah. too yeah, um, and obviously the film has a lot of other characters for such a short short film. Actually, mm. we, we have like we said like is it on I've forgotten his name on on the oh Eckley Eckley that's it with yeah. his two entry and we have like lots of the um, village people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the the mum dad the grandma the uncle we have the uh, dad and of course we have Julia as well. Yeah, um, so we have a lot of different characters. Um, so who were other standout ones for you? So I think the, the main of the standout ones for me were Julia and her dad, um, because I loved their relationship. 
so I love them as individuals as well but I love their relationship so much because like they they didn't have a lot like that was like the whole thing like they really didn't have a lot of money like and you know they had a really like small like apartment and everything but what they had was enough and they were happy with what they had and you could just tell they were like he was such a good dad to her because he was so supportive um of her in the race like at the end like well the beginning of the race he's there with like a banner like yeah like cheering her on even though he knows she's probably just going to be sick like last time like he's still a supportive dad which is so nice I to know. see and i love how like at the beginning when he's like oh, do you have to do it again like it makes yeah. you sad and it's yeah. not that he's annoyed that he has to pay, to pay for it really or no. he's annoyed that his daughter wants to do it he doesn't want to see his daughter sad and that's so cute i love that i love it he's like i'm still gonna do it but you really want to and i'm yeah. not gonna say no but he's also like we just know it's probably gonna go how it went last time yeah he's, like, he's kind of like a warning it's like I'm just warning you it's probably gonna happen again <laughs> um but he's such a lovely dad but also so he's my favorite character in the whole thing and it's purely because he takes in Luca and Alberto no questions asked into his house feeds them um he gets to know them and he even protects them in the end against people trying to kind of hunt them as soon as they're revealed obviously all of these sea monster hunters are there ready with the harpoons Ercole's already tried to like come after them um and obviously Julia sacrifices winning the race for them when she rams herself into Ercole oh there's just so many selfless moments in honestly and and then um her dad stands up for them protects them and he's like they're just Luca and Alberto like oh so beautiful like what a lovely man to take these people in and defend them and I just thought that that was so lovely um and he's also just such a hard-working person as well you can tell like when he goes fishing and he like cooks the pasta like I just think he seems like such a lovely person supportive dad and he's so accepting of Luca and Alberto as people when he takes them in to begin with, but also when he sees their sea monsters, of course at first like a little shock, but then he's he's like, it's just Luca and Alberto. Like I know, I know yeah. these people, they're my friends, they're my again, daughter's it's that friends. Idea, isn't it, of like people being people, like yeah. who they are as a person that matters. Yeah. It's not about how they look on the outside or what labels people might give exactly. them. Exactly. It's about who you are on the inside as a person. Yeah, and also we know that he has been hunting. He's been like he spent yeah. his life hunting for sea monsters. He's the least likely ally to these people, and yet he doesn't see them as any different to anyone else in that town square. Um, which I just think is lovely. It's really, really nice. And he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't no. have to be so accommodating to these strangers. Um, but he could tell they were making Julia happy and he wants yeah. to see his daughter happy. That's what I loved so much about him as a character was it was all yeah. about his daughter being happy and even like with like the fishing and stuff, he was like, it was about her having like enough money yeah. for like, the entry fee and there's just so many lovely things. As a dad figure, he's got, yeah. Like, yeah. He looks like he makes amazing pasta. Oh, the pasta looks incredible. Because yeah. um, also Julia discusses how she feels like an outsider as well when she comes back to yeah. Porto Rosso for the summer. And so obviously, like, you know, her dad's going to try and do everything he can to make sure she's enjoying herself. And and he really does, like, he's just so lovely. But also Julia, I love her. 
as well. I really love her. Yeah, I think she's my fave, to be honest. Yeah, she is amazing. So she's obviously like a natural leader because she becomes yeah. the leader of the group. She does. And she's super like sassy and like very quirky and very unique, but in a, in a good way. She really, truly owns who she is. Yeah. She's not ashamed of who no. she is. And she's so bold and so, I've never seen someone so committed in an animated film, at least, to like winning a competition. I know. I, I mean, at the cost. Exactly. Um, and again, she's so accepting of them too. She doesn't see them any differently. Like, as, as soon as she finds out they're sea monsters, she doesn't treat them differently. No. So I just think as a, as a father-daughter duo, they are really admirable yeah. and so wholesome. Um, and yeah, I, I love them. So they're my like other main favorite characters, I think. I think you're also- I'm the same, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, she is definitely my fave. I just I yeah, love like I love how her. much gusto she has, how accepting she is of other people. Yeah. How, how driven she is for her goals. Yeah. Um, and how like understanding she is of like her dad as well, and like how she's like, no, like, I understand, blah blah blah. Like she's mm. not bumpy with him or anything like that. No. Um, it's all about the justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like a freedom fighter, isn't she? She's very like you know, um. She's going to be a great activist when she grows up, clearly. Oh, yeah, and definitely. I love how into her learning she is. Mm-hmm. I just think she's such a great character and she's such a great role model and an inspiration, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. And to see that, you know, because she's aware that she's maybe a little bit different to other people and yeah. don't like her as much, but she's like, so what? Like, yeah. you know, like, it is what it is. And I'm me and I'm happy with being me. And the fact that she helps Luca to see that as well mm. um, and to see that he can be more yeah it's lovely so yeah and her dad i just love her dad that's great mm. um and i also really like like his i thought his mom and dad were hilarious Luke's mom oh was so funny so funny um and when they became humans and they were like they didn't recognize <laughs> each other i thought it was so, and when they kept like throwing the water at the kids oh that was hilarious i thought it was so funny but again it's quite an interesting play on that whole parent vibe of the fact that like you know you, you think you're doing what's right for your kids yeah but that and parenting is obviously, you know, you have to kind of do what you think is best for the craft and you do have to listen to your kid as well. Yeah. Um, because obviously they, they push him away quite substantially. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of balance there of, yes, do what's right for your child, but also like listen to them. Yeah. And listen to kind of, even if you're going to turn around and say, yes, but here's why you can't, at least they'll feel listened to because yeah. he doesn't feel listened to at all. No. And um, he feels quite invisible. Um, so it's quite an interesting play on that, especially the fact that they, they then let him go. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is, is great. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, my, they're my faves. Lots I of think that's characters. everybody, I think. Yeah. I also love the two older women who ended up being yeah. um, sea creatures too. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, that was amazing when they like revealed themselves. It was really cool. I thought it was hilarious. I, was, I had such a laugh on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. And that brings on to Disney fun fact number three. So, a Donald Duck plush toy can be seen in Julia's room, which is fitting because Donald Duck is very popular in Italy. I like it, and he's a big deal in Italy, Donald Duck. Mm. Like, he's a big thing. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, so Good there you go. Little nice Easter, Easter egg. egg. Yeah, I know you like an Easter egg, where is he? Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> um, so that moves on to segment number three about themes and messages. So as we mentioned in our other um, Pixar episodes, um, 
Pixar are great at exceptional storytelling mm. and one of the main reasons for this is because they typically look at themes that are very relatable, relevant and kind of accessible um, to everyone usually. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are many ongoing themes throughout Luca which you've touched on a little bit already mm. although I think maybe a little bit subtler than maybe other every, like other films that we've had. Yeah. Maybe yeah. more like um, less intense themes I think maybe we've had. Yeah. Like, not like grief or death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bit more like <laughs> everyday level themes yeah. um, so what do you think the main themes of the film are then Rosie? I feel like there's quite a few but they're all quite similar they kind of like blend they all tie in don't they? yeah yeah because yeah, I feel like friendship is like quite an obvious theme <laughs> because yes. it's literally about friends um, so I feel like that's it's kind of like a celebration of friendship but also an exploration of friendship and navigating friendship and um, how sometimes that means that you have to put a lot of work in with each other it's not all just you're going to have like great adventures together like there will yeah. be times where you'll go through struggles and things you disagree with yeah. so I think that's great especially for kids um because it teaches them that you know you sometimes have to put other people's needs before your own yeah. and that um you know making friends takes a lot of work it's not as simple as just being like that's my best friend we're, we're gonna be best friends forever it's a lot more difficult than that yeah <laughs> but obviously when you're younger it just feels like right i claimed you as my best friend we'll be best friends that's no matter so what. true like, and best friends yeah. can change in an instant yeah yeah definitely and the thing is like the other thing is you can obviously help each other grow but sometimes you also outgrow friends as well and i think we've talked about this a lot haven't we like yeah in general life yeah like, quite often i i found that friends are quite often there for like a particular portion of your life yeah like not everyone's gonna be a forever friend sadly mm. not like mm. us no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're right and I think that's it's a very mature theme to have to mm. accept that as well yeah definitely because I think that's the thing like it shows you like the challenges that you might have with your friends and it, it's just not like an easy thing no. like it's not a guarantee that you're gonna be no. friends forever and there's gonna be no problems no but it also just teaches you that it's okay yeah to have you know disagreements in your friendship yeah. or want different things especially you don't have to do everything of your friend you don't have to do the same thing as your yeah. friend you're allowed to have different paths and support each other on those paths and not be jealous of that person having li living their life the way they want to live it because ultimately it's better that people get to live the life they want to live yeah. um, because then everyone's happy if someone is held back because of someone else you that person might be happy that wanted that goal but the person you've held back is not going to be happy and you quite often can't undo that either no exactly and actually that can cause quite a tension yeah. in a friendship as well and though the person that's happy with the outcome may not notice it the person that is unhappy yeah that will stick with them yeah. um and kind of t uh, tint the taint the friendship yes, i think yes um so yeah, I feel like that's like one of, the, and also sacrifice as well, yeah. um, and selflessness, like within yeah. that same kind of theme. Um, so yeah, I think that's like one of the main overarching ones. Um, and then the other one, which we've discussed quite a lot, I think, um, is kind of inclusion, acceptance, yeah. that kind of um, finding out who you are, um, and you know, ultimately, it doesn't matter who you are; like you should be accepted for who you are and uh, your identity because there's really like a whole like overarching theme of like the other in this yeah so like the sea true. monsters are like the other to the humans julia says she feels like an outsider um so it it's kind of like the whole film is about um 
how everyone should be allowed to be treated in the same way no matter how they look or who they are yeah. um so I think that's a big one and I think that one's a huge one um especially for kids but also it's not even just that I think the whole world needs to be reminded of that um yeah. particularly uh at the moment as well yeah, we all need true. to be reminded that you know we we should treat everyone with the same respect the same kindness mm-hmm. um no matter who they are so true so it's a very it's a deep theme but it is subtly interwoven you're yeah. right like it's not like out like in your face no. kind of thing um so yeah there's, there's others but I'm interested to hear yours <laughs> yeah because what I th- think on, on that same thread mm. is that I, I always find it so interesting when they do it you know where like all the humans like cower away from like the sea creatures I refuse to call them sea monsters sea creatures <laughs> Um, yeah then we see the sea creatures like cowering from the boat yeah yeah that's such a good way of showing it is that like, and that's happening you know it's like with the um, like the, the gorillas in tarzan and, oh, and uh-huh. so many films that we've had that in before where like the others see the others Epicontis yeah. is a great yeah that's a really good one yeah thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's where we have like the whole savages song in itself is like it encompasses that is the idea that like just be like there's always a second side of something yeah and so, like you know the fact that you think someone's different that means that they think you're different yeah so, like it doesn't no one group of people or person is in inverted commas the right person yeah it's like we're all made different where yeah. like even if like you know say if the color of our skin is the same we'll have different political views yeah if we have like the same sexuality we'll probably have like i don't know different tv preferences like, yeah just yeah. because we have like labels or defining features that on the surface look the same the person underneath is unique like it's so unique and yeah and you know the fact that you might have a minority amount of people in one area but if you go to another part of the world they're not a minority anymore yeah the majority and you're the minority so i think it shows that really nice sense of the fact that there's no one right point of view is that Mm. every community has their own point of view on something and it's about learning to respect those people that's how we then remove that fear and that ignorance and that yeah fear of the unknown the fear of change of difference is about learning about other people because obviously at the end of it when they when they all kind of come together when the secret just come together and they have a meal and they all say yeah it's really nice their cultures and see that the other people are just like them they may just look a little bit different yeah (laughs) that that they're all happy and that 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 learning curve has happened and yeah i think that's so important because that's i'm very passionate about that so i think mm. that people are kind of like rude or ignorant about things they don't understand definitely and that hatred often comes from a refusal to learn or refusal yeah. to understand things um and so i'm all about like educating about different communities and different cultures mm. because i think that's it's the most important way to create inclusion yeah because until you are educated about something you don't know how to include those people you don't know how to talk to those people without being mm-hmm. um so i thought that was a great way to show that and the idea that like it's not just one way versus the other way because yeah. obviously the sea creatures think that the humans are evil and they're not yeah <laughs> like yes i mean they throw spears at some point <laughs> but like that's because they feel threatened by yeah well. yeah um but i think that's quite interesting you know when they turn up and they're like this isn't what I thought. Like this is this is not. It's not scary. Yeah, like, they're actually really nice. After the initial kind of arrival in town, where Luke's like, "Oh my god, we need to leave. They're gonna kill us. Like they're gonna know." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And he sees it again, like with like Julia. That like, she's just like them. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you know she has that same level of curiosity. She's just been brought up in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um. 
so yeah, I thought that was for me. That's the the, the biggest theme is that idea about that inclusion and like not being afraid of the unknown. Yeah, um, you know, unknown is scary. But as, as I say, with Silencio Bruno, mm, how maybe yeah. about quieting that voice down that tells us that things are wrong or scary or that we're not good enough, mm-hmm. that also lends itself to things about learning. So the fact yeah. that when we say, we should say, like, you know, Silencio, I don't know, like someone else who's not Bruno, who's maybe the more like um, telling us that other things are wrong. So saying like yeah. change is wrong. No, no, change can be good. Yeah. Um, learning is good. Um, so that was a big one for me but yeah mm. then again I think like from a friendship point of view you're right it gives a nice element to friendship and how friendship and Pixar do this so well yeah, they did it with like Buzz and Woody with Joy and Sadness like with mm. they do it with so many of their main characters with this idea that a friendship is never stable yeah um, like I mean some friendships like are generally yeah. um, but the idea that you know you shouldn't expect a friendship to go without bumps or hitches yeah. and that the point of having a friendship is that they're there for you when it's hard as well as when it's good yeah yeah um, yeah so i i thought there were so many amazing themes about this and then obviously got the whole parenting side of it about making mm. sure that, you know you have to let people give people room to grow it's so yeah. important that you know people need to make mistakes as well i think there's such a pressure on society today that like you know we cannot make mistakes you must be flawless even mm. as children like you know like you make a mistake or you say something wrong and it's like oh how dare you you're a disappointment it's like well, yeah no, like at the no. end of the day, we're all learning at whatever age we're at we're learning and we're experimenting with stuff exactly and there comes a point where obviously you know you don't allow things that are wrong but Aww. it's the way that we approach it and saying right well that's this is why we don't do this xyz and having a conversation rather than just saying that's wrong or like you should never ever 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 do this because as soon as you say that someone becomes scared of doing that and scared of growing um, yeah and so many people in today's society are so scared to grow and scared to develop because they've been told for so long that yeah like, they shouldn't and it's not right or whatever so that's when we say silencio bruno <laughs> yeah um yeah and i think i'm gonna channel that in my life a bit more now it's a good yeah. thing in that it is very good Thing. But you're right, they all like cross over because it's all about mm. like, you know, accepting your friends' flaws as well. Like yeah. we've had conversations about this in our friendship. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Rosie has any flaws personally. <laughs> but like Definitely accepting... not true. <laughs> we had a conversation. I couldn't I thought really hard and I couldn't find any. But like most of your friends are gonna have flaws. Mm. It could be in the way that they communicate, it could be in their priorities, it could be in their views, their political views, it could yeah. be in uh, I don't know, like the food they like. <laughs> yeah, simple tiny things yeah, but it also could be. still <laughs> that might have an impact, you know, if someone if someone, you know, that you're friends with hates, I don't know, like Indian food mm. but you love Indian food and you suggest to go for Indian, like it's a bit insensitive. Maybe they're like allergic, it could kill them. Yeah. You know, like it's it's exactly. those things where you have to learn to accept that your friend is not exactly like you. Mm, and that's mm. that's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing because if we were all the same, well, it'd be so boring and we'd never learn anything new. Well, so exactly. that idea about embracing that having friends who are different, having people who mm. have different opinions to you isn't always a bad thing. No. Um, yeah. And I'm going to stop now because I've talked a lot. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you're right. They all tie in together. It's not like in when we've watched other films, like, for example, with, like, Onward, we mm. looked at the idea of, like, grief as a really strong theme and dealing with grief and family. But then yeah. We looked at, like, adventure and confidence, and they were quite yeah. separate. Yeah, they were. They can, over, like, overlap, but as themes are quite separate, whereas I feel like this yeah. film, it's all overlaid with one another, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And I feel like adventure is actually another one for this one as yeah. well, but more in the sense of pushing yourself out of your comfort zones, yeah. uh, learning things, trying new things that sort of thing um that sort of adventure so I think that's another theme that I would also interweave yes. and off the off. back of that the idea that actually like 
not being afraid to change your dream yeah not being ashamed if things don't work out and you need to try something else yeah um, or if you know it's okay to change your mind mm. <laughs> um you know like how bruno does bruno no, how luca does <laughs> in the film like his his dream changes a little bit he wants to put things off for a bit that's okay yeah and um, yeah you know if, if you decide that you've changed your view on something or you you're not happy with what you've you set out for or you find your new dream as Flynn Rider would say and mm-hmm. then you realize actually I'm not I'm still not I'm not happy it's not for me say something like don't yeah don't like you know stay in somewhere because of guilt or stay somewhere because you're ashamed or feel like you have to yeah. be there you know change changing the game is okay <laughs> and equally building up of that if you know your friend wants to do something yes. really badly but they haven't done it yet or maybe they're holding back because of you or something else equally like you know don't be afraid to push them yeah because um Katie's done this a lot with me (laughs) (laughs) I'm like your personal life yeah (laughs) and so like sometimes um someone just needs to push to like to to kind of progress and grow and actually get to do what they want to do yeah um so you know it kind of works both ways Um, sometimes you need someone else to say Salentio Bruno don't you yeah like on your side to make it a little bit louder (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah um, that's also important to make sure that your friend is living the best life very true very yeah. true be there for your friend as well as yourself yes that'll make you feel really good as well yeah <laughs> when your friend is happy like you'll be happy because yeah you know, for me there's like very few things that are better than seeing your friends or family excited or happy or yeah. accomplished and that's such a great feeling too yeah um, yeah look that's at us nice. being all cute and wholesome I know. <laughs> <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Oh, yes. Well, it's me again. It so that you, brings yes. us on to Disney fun fact number four. So, Luca works as a fish shepherd, as we've discussed. Classic career there. Amazing. <laughs> With 24 fish, wow, that he looks after. And this film is marked as the 24th feature animation movie that Pixar has created. That's a nice It's nice a little touch. details, isn't it? Yeah, that's nice. I like I that. I've had like 24 kids. I know. It makes me feel a bit sick. I mean, Giuseppe. I mean, what a handful. I mean, to that, be fair, this, like, that's what teachers do, isn't it? Really that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, literal shepherds with sheep. I mean, they definitely have a lot of sheep in their true. herd. True. I mean, sheep are a bit easier to control than kids, though, aren't they? Yeah. Sheep yeah. just eat grass. <laughs> 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 uh, and that brings us on to our final segment where we do our overall opinion and score out of 10 but before we summarise well, there's an important point we have to address yeah yeah because I have an important question everyone mm. so Rosie do you think this film deserves a cinematic release because there's been quite a bit of controversy around this and a surprise that mm. not only was it released on Disney Plus like a no cinema release yeah it was released on Disney Plus for free yeah. And I think a lot of people have found issues. I think it made sense for Soul because Soul mm-hmm. was, there was still a bit of controversy, but I think because it was around Christmas, it meant to be like a Christmas gift, wasn't it? And like, yeah. Yeah. And and it was more kind of like, here's an extra project that you weren't expecting. But Luca was very built up. And obviously, cinemas are now open. Exactly. A That's lot of concern. Soul. Yeah, exactly. And I think lots of people were a bit concerned that for the animators, it's a bit of a kick in the face. Yeah. Like, because they didn't get the chance to have their work maybe put on the same level as something yeah. like Corella that came out like a month or so ago. Well, yeah. Premier your access on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and cinematic release. So what what do you think? Do you think it deserved one? I definitely think it did. Like I, I was really annoyed actually that it didn't get that because I was reading actually um, what some of the animators were saying. Yeah. Because they were saying like, what, what's the difference? 
um, like we've had all of our previous films apart from Soul, but again, different circumstances, they've always been cinematic releases. So A, the, I think it should have been cinema definitely, yeah. 100%. And I also think it should have been paid on Disney Plus yeah. as well, because I, I'm annoyed because the same amount of work um, has gone into this film um, as you know, Cruella, Raya yeah. and the Last Dragon. You know, like it's well, no exactly. different. The fact that Raya got yeah, Raya was premier access, and yeah. then Raya was released in the cinema exactly months later when the cinemas opened. So it's yeah. really strange because even if you're going to argue that oh, because it's animation, not live action, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe it's because there's no songs in it potentially. I think, I think Disney are happy to put Disney stuff out and charge for it but when it comes to sub like divisions of like franchises um with pixar it seems Mm. they're not willing to charge their subscribers for it which it doesn't make sense because if people are willing to pay for ryan the last dragon they're gonna pay for Luca as well but i think i would definitely be annoyed if i was one of the um, animators or anyone that works on this film because it is it is a massive kick in the teeth for them like it's not fair um that their work doesn't get to be viewed on the big screen it's it's really not fair because it's made for the big screen that's the thing yeah like all this work goes into the animation and obviously that's not the only part it's a huge part in terms yeah. of visuals and we all know how stunning Pixar films look on the cin- yeah. cinema in, in the big screen and also like the surround sound with the music yeah. you know like um, the immersiveness of these films isn't it's just not the same when you're watching it like no. even if you have the best speakers in the world <laughs> it's not the same no. as being in the cinema and fair, I just... on my brother's tv my, my brother has an incredible tv <laughs> so that's the only tv that I can imagine it having the same level like, it's massive. yeah but it's also like for me it's just it seems unfair like I don't Mm -hmm. actually see a a good reason a good argument for it not to have been put in the cinema because I know we're still on a pandemic but the cinemas are open again we're getting new releases in the cinema so why not why why would you not put it out in the cinema um and I just think as well then it doesn't get the whole like box office um success um and it, it just doesn't get the same chance given to it I think that's my issue is that I think people like going to the cinema as like yeah. an activity and those people might just go and see like something like Luca on a whim but they're not necessarily going to go and watch it on Disney Plus no. because they might not be a subscriber yeah so I think it is alienating casual Disney fans Pixar fans that would normally go and see them at the cinema as well and um, yeah I think that it, if it wasn't going to be put in the cinema they should have made it paid I think I really think they should have so, so that it represented um, the amount of work that went into it. Yeah, that's what I think. Anyway. Yeah. I no, I agree. I think the only reason I there's two reasons that I can see why they've done it. I don't agree mm-hmm. with it, but I think potentially number one is that the schedule for cinemas at the minute is overloaded. Yeah, that's true. So cinemas are jam packed at the minute with um, titles because yeah. there's so many delays. Yeah. You, you look at how busy and and you look at how quickly like films are changing over the mm-hmm. fact that like raya was on for like i don't know like two or three weeks it was in like one once once a day yeah um cruella for example was on for like two or three weeks but that's again limited now to like one or two showings a day yeah um, like so i think maybe that's potentially why is there might not have been room to re- have a big release for it in the cinema at this point yeah so maybe that's what i'm i potentially wonder if that's been the problem is that there's not been especially because if disney have just had cruella obviously mm-hmm. had raya and they've got Black Widow coming up as well. So yeah. I wonder if they've been told, like, no, we don't have any more room for you. Like, stop it. Um, that's the potential, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's that's one of the only things I can think of is they're like, right, well if we if we released it in the cinema, we'd have to push it back like how yeah. months or whatever, and then that'll mess up with their other schedules. Um, obviously because we know that things have been pushed back and forth. And yeah. All over the place. Um, the second one is when you were saying for things about like casual fans. I know, like from reading quite a lot of like the Disney like business side of stuff, they're really focusing all of their efforts now on like their streaming content yeah. and about creating a, an exclusive hub of Disney content on Disney Plus. Yeah. So the idea that people would obviously sign up for it instead. Um, so it's obviously a bonus for us who've already mm. got it because we're like, great, we get it for free. Like, we don't have to pay any more. Whereas then if other people haven't seen it, it's actually probably still cheaper than a cinema ticket to just buy it for one month and then they'll probably yeah, carry over. Yeah, that's true. So I think from a business perspective, they're the reasons that I think it's been done. I don't think it's right. I think they should have had no. a cinematic release. But I think if we try and think of reasons why... Yeah, I that agree. That makes sense. But I, I don't think it's fair. I, I think like I think those reasons could have worked just as well. Like you could have had it free on Disney Plus in a month <laughs> and yeah. given it the cinematic release. Like I really missed out, I think you're right, on the animation in in the cinema, like the water yeah. and the that the town and that, that atmosphere. I still had it in my little flat, but yeah, it's not but... it's not the same, it's not that like, kind of geared up. And for the animators who've worked on that for so long oh. and so hard, it's yeah. very it's a very underwhelming yeah release um like i think it's when we discussed doing this episode rosie was like oh it because luke is out tomorrow and i was like i'd completely forgotten that it was out like i knew it was out yeah. soon but because like it was i can watch it whenever i want i don't have to book a ticket exactly it took me to i only watched it last night because it was very like oh i can watch it whenever whereas if i had had to buy a ticket i'd have seen it when it came out instantly yeah which is a different isn't it like i, I did a um, i'm part of the disney fan community like survey group um and they sent out a survey yesterday disney did asking if you'd seen luca yet um and i think they asked in there like if it was in the cinema would you have gone mm. um so they did obviously kind of like gauging people's perspectives um but i hadn't seen it by that point and when i was answering that survey i was like do you know what if it been in the cinema. Yeah, I've seen it day one, like I did with Coraline. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that hype anticipation mm. that you don't get at home because it's it's easy. Um, so I get I get why from a business perspective, but I also think it, it's a missed opportunity because they divert more money. I don't understand. Exactly, and it actually worries me. It concerns me for the future of Pixar films because I hope this isn't the route they're going to take with every Pixar release from now on. Like obviously, it, as you said, it could just be because of backlogs and delays with yeah. other releases, but I hope they don't do this for all Pixar films now because yeah. that isn't fair like you can't put all of your Disney animated films into the yeah. cinema and exclude the Pixar ones which I don't understand because when you read I mean it's probably to do with like a change of leadership as well with the new CEO because when you yeah. talk about like Bob Iger's um memoirs and mm. you talk about his ride of a lifetime which I strongly recommend I still need to finish You've it still got my book it's <laughs> I've been, been like on two and years. Off. I'm sorry <laughs> Um, it's an incredible book and for any any Disney fan whether you like him or not or whether you like Mm. Disney Corporation or whatever it's an incredible insight into how Disney work and their acquisitions so it talks through how he acquired Pixar and the history that Disney had with Pixar because it wasn't great under Michael Eisner the last uh, the CEO Mm -hmm. before Bob Bob Iger and Bob Iger talks about like how hard he grafted (laughs) to basically get Pixar on board and then obviously they bought it Um, so it confuses me because like in in that book, Bob Iger talks about the fact that the Pixar animators were leaps and bounds ahead of the Disney animators at the time. Mm. So Pixar is, as far as I was aware, in, 
valued incredibly well as part of the yeah. different family. So I wonder whether with the new CEO and all that kind of stuff, whether like, because I do know that they're, they're doing a real shift to online stuff and making exclusive content like for the mm. Marvel. Can you think about it? For Mar- we're not being charged for Marvel series. No. If they were no. films, we'd have to go and pay for them. And I hadn't even thought about that, actually. The fact that we're not having well, to pay for them. Well, Black either. Widow, we will have to pay for when it comes on. Yeah. That'll be premiere access. Yeah. So why are we paying for that? And not for Luca is my question. But that's what I mean. It's, I think it's like a weird. Well, we know why we're paying for that one. It's because it's been. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> they're terrified they're not going to make any money after all these delays. But what, what I mean is like they're trying to create this exclusive hub of stuff, but like you don't yeah. have to pay for everything. So I think they're maybe doing a lot of experimenting, like with the fact that you don't have to pay for the Marvel series, mm. even though they're longer. Yeah, it <laughs> um, doesn't really make sense. Well, it but does, obviously, but TV it series are cheaper to make. Yeah, yeah. Films. So I. I I'm not on board with it. I, I I would have preferred a cinematic release. I was a bit gutted when I found out that it wasn't going to be in the cinema. Um, yeah. Especially because I have Odeon Limitless, so I don't have to pay anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think they're just doing a lot of experimenting because Disney have realised that their Disney Plus has, has shut off more than they ever yeah. would. So I wonder if they're just kind of testing the waters to see what works on there mm. and what can they afford to kind of sacrifice on there to put on the big screen, etc. Um, who knows? But I, I'm the same as you. I hope they don't make that a pattern um but i can't see that it would because i I think there'd be too much uproar from animators yeah i also think from fans as well because there are people that very specifically like pixar so when they think of disney they think of like toy story finding nemo um monsters inc things like that but they're not actually that interested in the core disney classics so i think the problem is it will not only um cause a backlash for the animators mm-hmm. and everyone working on the films there's going to be people that really enjoy pixar films and want them in the cinemas yeah and they're not going to get them so and from a business point of view i don't get it because like no. you know if you were to put that in the cinema people we don't want to see it yeah of <laughs> like course. people would go and see these films yeah. so I'm all for like the whole exclusive content with things like series. Mm. I think that makes sense. Or like yeah, short too. films, they're bringing out like the new like, Loki Simpson short out yeah. on Disney Plus. That makes complete sense because they are like things you couldn't access anywhere else. Yeah. But the thing is, you're gonna do films. You're gonna do feature length films. I think yeah. they. It would be foolish not put it on the cinema because you you you're not losing out on anything. Exactly. You've already paid to have the film made. Yeah. So you're going to be making money back on your ticket sales. It's going to happen. But I do wonder if this one is literally just because there's so much at the minute. Yeah, and, I think you might be right. And I think there's still a lot of hesitation for people to go outside and do yeah, things. Yeah, that's but true. I also wonder if they're maybe trying to like you know appease people who maybe like want to stay indoors a bit more and, and maybe trying to save mm. money. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with the next Pixar film and where that one falls. Yeah, um, because hope. if it's not a cinematic release, I will be kicking off. Can, yeah, <laughs> no, I would be as well. Because I'm annoyed at this one. I think I'm just trying to like theorize why they. Yeah, it, it. it makes sense. I do understand why they they've done it. If like it's those, if those reasons. Are the reasons. Yeah, we're gonna call Bob Chappell and listen. As, <laughs> yeah, like as long as it's not you know that just they don't want Pixar on the big screen anymore. Then. But I mean, I can't see why you wouldn't because it's not like it's so popular as well. They're, like a lot of their yeah. biggest money makers are Pixar films. You look at Toy Story and how much. Yeah. Yeah. makes him from merch alone exactly so um, yeah i think yeah and just, if you look at the parks that you've yeah. got toy story land that's pixar exactly. so it's not exactly like and pixar it. pixar pier in disneyland california exactly. yeah whole areas yeah. like come yeah. on come on disney <laughs> so hopefully it's a one-off yes related to the pandemic so. um and it'd be nice if it maybe got like a cinematic release maybe later down the line that'd be quite nice. yeah i i'd I love to see that. it i wanted to see raya on the big screen but 
they only had it on like like 10 a.m <laughs> or like yeah. 3 in the afternoon I was like, i'm working no yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite work yeah. So yeah, hopefully we see more of that. But anyway, I hope so. Moving on, <laughs> our rant. And um, so, what are your overall thoughts on the film, and how would you rate it out of ten? Um, Big question. Yeah, I think it was an absolute delight to watch from start to finish. This film, yeah. I really did like the animation. Uh, the score was beautiful. Like the music, we haven't really discussed that very much, but I thought the music. No was amazing yeah, it was um at telling the story alongside the animation um so i think a lovely context didn't it definitely yeah, yeah it had it the italian vibes yeah. um which was lovely but also you could tell like where you're at when the music changed yeah um it, it was changing the story and like with lucas daydreaming there was very specific music that was used yeah. for that as well um so it, it did a really good job like pinpointing where we were at um i loved the characters as well i didn't really have like an issue obviously ercole horrible 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 character also just a bit of a weirdo like why yeah bikes with 16 year old it was yeah. so weird he he's definitely he's got some issues he needs to work with yeah. clearly he's um, that classic person who like is popular in high school and then never yes. ever like wants to go past it because everyone past high school hates them yeah he peaked yeah and he that, did he peaked. he's still there he peaked at the point of cup. yeah <laughs> So him aside, there are lovely characters in this yeah. film, and um, I think the hearts messages... are in the right place. Yeah, they make questionable decisions. Yeah, <laughs> after the hearts are in the right place. Definitely, I think the messages um, are great for both kids and adults. Mm-hmm. It definitely made me think about things, like we say, Silencio Bruno. Yeah, we're definitely going to use that more in our lives um, I'm going text forward. Silencio Bruno. It's such a good thing. <laughs> um, and I think it everyone can learn from this film as well. Um, and it reminds us to, you know, make sure that we're there for our friends, but we're encouraging our friends, and also um that everyone deserves to be treated the same. And we all need to make sure that we get to know everyone and you know, we don't treat anyone differently. Yeah. Um so I just thought it was beautiful, and um, but in both animation and message. So, yeah, yeah. I say I, I guess like um, I said earlier, it's very simplistic. That's not a problem. Like, because I I really enjoyed having a story that was really easy to follow. Yeah. Um, and it was just it was I don't want to say nice. It's not strong enough of an adjective. It, pleasant. It, <laughs> yeah, it was pleasant. Even that though, I think I know it's really hard to say. Isn't it? Like, what kind it of is. It was light and enjoyable like a nice yogurt <laughs> yeah yeah like I think like yeah I, I just say it's delightful like that's that's the word I'd use to describe it yeah. because um it was it was a positive uplifting to watch yeah it? it was very feel good very heartwarming and it was emotional as well but in good ways yeah. um and I would definitely watch this again I'm going to be watching this again yeah, I was thinking a lot. That, yeah yeah it's, it's just it's lovely it's a lovely thing to put on if you're you know doubting yourself or yeah. you might be going through something with a friend you know it reminds yeah. you um so yeah uh oh, score <laughs> um oh it's hard I'm between an eight and an 8.5 I think ooh, for ooh. me um oh so hard so I think I gave onward an eight I think right. I think so I'm trying to work out whether I think it's better or on, on the same level. Um, we're going to go eight. We're going to go eight. Okay, okay. Um, just because my picks are favourites 
are so clear on my head and so strong yeah, yeah, yeah. that I, yeah, I'm going to go an eight. Well, given that you gave Soul a nine. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. It does. It does. How about you? Oh, my turn. <laughs> Your turn. Oh, um, oh, I completely agree with everything that you said. Yeah, I think of it's course. a beautiful... Well, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Take it back. Um, <laughs> like, I I think, again, the same as you said, it's a beautiful film. It's, it's a, I find it a really enjoyable film to watch. Yeah. Um, it's a really high-energy film. It's really oh. uplifting. Um, it's a very motivational film. We know I love a motivational story. Yes, yeah. It's got a great plot. It's got great characters, which we know I love. Um, mm. It maybe lacks that, like, extra level of, like, extreme emotional, like, yeah. depth and, like, double, like, level entendres that you get quite a bit throughout Pixar and the recent ones and, you know, the whole, mm. like, psychological impact of everything. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it suffers because of that. I think no. it's just a different, just a different take. Um if you're looking maybe more at something like up, you know, like that level of like, where it's yeah. like a real life situation, but it doesn't need to overcomplicate it to make it relevant. Um, yeah. So yeah, I loved it. I loved the characters. I thought it was a really relatable film. And I think the same as you, my kind of gauge with it is like, would I watch it again? And yes, mm. I would definitely watch it again. And I'll watch it again soon. Um, yeah. So my, I'm also going for an eight as well. Oh, yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, I also love the length that it was a really nice length. Yeah. Um, and there was like, as we all know, I love water. If you listen, before, oh yeah, <laughs> I love a bit of body of water. Um, so I enjoyed all of that as well. Um, yeah. Although I do feel like we've had quite a lot of water now. We've had yeah. Moana, we've had Raya, we've had like we've had. So maybe Disney. I love water Disney, but maybe if Ooh. we could like give a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. So you know everything in modesty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm gonna go with an eight. It feels like about right. Yeah. Like an enjoyable film. Want to watch again, um, but I don't know. Like it just doesn't feel like a ten. Like yeah, a 10. it's like again, it's like with Cruella, like we said last time. Spoilers if you haven't listened. Yeah, like, there was no like real. Well, okay, there were some issues with Cruella, but so yeah, there's no real issues for me with this film. Like I can't kind of see like a, a negative. Yeah. So, but it's not a ten. I, I don't it's know. It's off your gut, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. Like, you just feel yeah. Like, when a film like really really resonates with you and I think maybe because we don't like like whilst we appreciate the two main characters hmm. we're not like I mean I, I think to an extent they're a bit like me and you but maybe not to the same yeah level. I, 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 I do agree I do agree with that yeah, yeah I think I'm probably more like Alberto and you're more like Luca yeah but I would never do that to you oh my god can you imagine well I would also not let you expose yourself like that so oh that sounds a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. If you're a sea creature. <laughs> um, but so whilst I see like parts of maybe us in that, I, I think yeah. because they are, maybe because they're so young as well, and a lot of it is like oh. trivial is the wrong word because it's not trivial, but it's not like a soaring adventure or like saving the world. Like when yeah. you when you grill it down, it's like a local competition so i think yeah. maybe that compared to maybe things that, you know like life and death when you watch films that got life and death in and the stakes are incredibly high yeah it sometimes true. adds like an extra level to the film and because that film this one doesn't have that yeah i think that's maybe where like, you, you miss out on that like crazy climax even though it has good climax of this film yeah it's not like life and death so you, you're not kind of like on the edge of your seat all the time yeah um maybe true. maybe yeah. it doesn't feel like a 10 um because it's like an enjoyable watch, but maybe it's not like it's not the best Pixar film. 
No, and I, I think we also both, as much as we, uh, I was going to say struggle, it's not struggle, as much as we resent reviewing complicated films in the sense that there's just so yeah. much to say, <laughs> um, we both really like that, like a lot going on with yeah, films. Yeah, we like intricacies, like, don't we? Yeah, and we do like it when stakes are high as well. As adults, um, I think as well, like it's yeah. nice to go in and watch and see how things kind of overlay and overlap and link and whatever. Yeah. And this film has that, just how it's been extent, but it's, those reviews had it right before where it is it is a more like kid friendly version of a Pixar film, mm. which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's allowed to be for kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's not missing anything. The film no. isn't missing anything, but it hasn't got that extra edge that would maybe push it for us up to a ten as to what we're used to for like yeah. the same quality. Um, yeah. I when agree. you look at things like, you know, like if you look at our general favourite films, when you look at things like Lido and Stitch, you look at things like orphans and like, mm. you know, like death and grief and and, and loneliness these guys aren't lonely they're just struggling with friends and stuff and they've yeah. got people around them i know alberto has that initially but in the film we don't really see that no. as much yeah um, without beating the beast i mean that's just a classic in itself you know? and the songs i also feel like mm. a lack of singing songs sometimes has an impact yeah on scores and like an emotional investment sometimes yeah um like obviously tangled to me is like i just feel like again i like the death and there's been yeah. like 18 years of lies <laughs> like it's <laughs> all these different levels i think yeah that are at play with our favorite films that make that make them really like close to our hearts yeah whereas this film it's still like a great film but it hasn't got like as much for me to be passionate about yeah and i think it comes back to also what i said earlier where like i love the characters but they're not my favorite yeah. we have we have characters that we love yeah and they are that maybe more complex as well yeah like these, yeah. these guys are complex they have complex moments yeah but as a rule they're quite like you can you can expect what they're gonna do yeah yeah so yeah yes. but we still liked it because eight's high eight is really high. high yeah twos and threes we were given out at the beginning well exactly <laughs> so yeah yeah well brings us to the end of the episode yes so thank you so much for listening if you're still here i assume you are you can hear me <laughs> and um if you've enjoyed then you can subscribe and follow us um and there's lots of different ways that you can We're find everywhere. us we literally are plastered all around uh, <laughs> the internet <laughs> you can even listen to us on alexa or google yeah. Next. how cool is that that's really fancy you can turn us up to like crazy volume and annoy the yeah. neighbors <laughs> I recommend oh, episode 16 with all the Beat and the Beast songs in. That would oh. be a great one to to like turn the volume up for. Imagine oh, hearing our voices that loud though as well. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> not, we're not going to do that. And uh, we've never mentioned this before. So you know, <laughs> if, if you would like to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Because not only do we love to read them, it really helps us. It helps other Disney fans find us um, and, and join our community. Yes. Um, so please do leave a review. Um, you, you can literally just click the stars if you don't want to leave any yeah. extra details. But if you do, you can leave some feedback on what you'd like to see in the episodes and things yeah. like that as well. So, yeah. And also, we do have an ad slot open for small shops. Mm-hmm. And it's not just small Disney shops. Um, we, we support all small shops. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please get in touch with us if that's something you'd like to have. You can do this by clicking on our um bio link or link tree on our instagram <laughs> account or you can just message us or mm-hmm. email us um and yeah we can, we can chat it out exactly yeah and so to be on instagram don't forget to follow along with our instagram posts we had another recent photograph yesterday very exciting 
Um, yeah. But there's lots of like Disney fun facts on there. We have a lot of like throwbacks and park mm-hmm. facts, and there's lots of lovely things on there. Lots of nice quotes that we find inspirational. Yeah. And um, so again, there's the ad slots you can find on there as well, and more information about those on our Instagram channel. Um, coming up next time, we have another Disney Parks episode. We haven't had a Disney Parks one no. in a while, um, which is exciting. Um, so we'll be sharing our top five must-do items in Disneyland Paris. So what we'll be doing is I'll be picking my favourite five, Rizzy pick her favourite five, we're going to exchange and we're not going to know each other in advance <laughs> and we're going to pick and we're going to pick each other's like what we, what we think the other person would pick as well. Ooh. See how well we know each other. Oh, this could be <laughs> <laughs> interesting. This could tear our friendship. Forget what we said about Luca, this could tear our friendship apart. <laughs> there may not be another episode no. after that. <laughs> episode 26 is the end of the line. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, feel free to contact us with any opportunities or questions or just want to say hi um or if you want us to be on your podcast or you want to be on our podcast um <laughs> you can drop an email at a sprinkler disney podcast at gmail.com from both of us have a magical rest of your day <laughs>